Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. God is so good, isn't he? Isn't it amazing? The story that God is telling here in our community and here at LifeGate Church through you and through me. And man, that's why I'm so excited that we are a part of that story, that today we get to continue in this series that we've been doing the last couple of weeks that's really more than a series. Everybody say, more than a series. It's more than just a series. It's more than just some sermons. Like this is a journey that God is taking us on together as a church. And I'm telling you, man, it is just the beginning of what God has done and what he is going to do. And what's really exciting is that part of that story is that together we get to build a brand new worship facility out there. It's going to seat 450 people. Come on, that's exciting, right? To begin to see that thing just, I mean, it was just an idea in some someone's mind and now to begin to see that thing begin to come up and just to see it even this week some of the progress that's being made and yet what we know is that's really just a building what it's really about is what's going to happen inside the building right what it's really about is the stories of those lives that are going to be changed that is our vision changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth and inside that new auditorium people are going to come to a place where they experience God they get to know him they get to have some freedom and some healing healing from the things that have happened in their past so that they can find their purpose and they can begin to walk in the purpose that God has for them. I'm telling you, it's all about the stories of lives changed. Amen. In fact, that's why we've named this whole campaign, this whole series, all of this that we're doing, really been doing over the last couple of years. This is the reason we named it Stories is because here's the deal. God has a story he wants to tell, right? God is telling a story through you and through me and in this church and in our community and even around the world. And here's what's so awesome is that God wants us to be in the story. Isn't that cool? Like, here's the thing. It's not our story. It's his story. And yet what What's amazing is that he invites us to be part of the plot, like to get down into the story, to be a character in the story that he is telling here on this planet. And so what we've been learning how to do throughout this campaign really is we've been learning how to be a part of the plot. Everybody say, be a part of the plot. We've been learning. What does it look like to be a part of the plot of the story that God has been telling? And I just tell you, we kind of had a little fun with this and made a little acrostic out of this word plot. Like each little letter stands for something. Many of you already kind of remember it from last year and last week. If you remember it, help me out. The P stands for what? It stands for pray. Thank you for those three people that helped me. Let's try that again. Stands for pray that we're going to pray together and we're going to seek God. In fact, we're doing 21 days of prayer together right now. Today is day seven and we're just seeking God. We're praying for our community. We're praying for our church. We're praying this prayer. God, what do you want me to do? God, speak to me. How do you want me to be involved in the plot of the story that you are telling? We're going to pray, but then the L stands for this. We're going to what? Everybody, we're going to, I'll give you a little hint. Listen. All right. One, two, three. Listen. We're all going to listen together and we're going to ask God, 
God, as we're praying, speak to us. Open our ears that we don't want to just pray with our mouth. We want to pray with our ears that prayer is a conversation between us and God. And as we talk to him, he talks to us. And then the O is we're going to obey. So everybody say obey. We're going to obey whatever he speaks to us, whatever he says to us. We're going to say, God, my answer is yes. And when we pray and when we listen and when we obey, the T is simply we're going to trust. Come on, everybody say we're going to trust. We're going to trust that God's going to come through that here, here, his job is really to come through. My job is just to pray, listen and obey and leave all of the results up to him and trust him to come through in supernatural ways. And I'm believing that God is already doing that and he's going to continue to do that in our lives. And here's what we've been learning. Like, how do we become part of the plot? And in order to learn that, what we've done this year is just kind of look at the story One of my favorite guys in the Old Testament, a guy who was constantly a part of the story that God is telling, like you could use these words, pray, listen, obey, and trust, and just lay them over the story of Elijah. And you will see that over and over and over again. Elijah was a man who prayed. Elijah was a man who knew how to listen. Elijah was a man who knew how to obey and trust God. And God used him in miraculous ways. And last week we talked about a story of how Elijah prayed. We talked about how It hadn't rained in three and a half years and Elijah prayed that it would rain and he didn't just pray one time or two times or five times or seven times. Man, he prayed seven times that it would rain and I'm telling you, he saw the cloud the size of the man's hand and he said, it's going to come, man. There's a rain coming. He told the the king, better get out of here because you're going to get wet if you don't get out of here. He starts running. I mean, incredible story. He outruns the chariot that's being pulled by horses. I mean, that's pretty awesome stuff. And God is using Elijah in a huge way as he learns how to pray. But then he comes into a problem. How many know when you begin to pray and God begins to work in your life, sometimes it kind of leads to a problem that you're going to face, right? And here's where we find Elijah in our passage today in 1 Kings chapter number 19. In fact, if you have your Bibles, you might want to go ahead and turn there to 1 Kings chapter 19. That Elijah has just called for rain. It begins to rain. But there's a queen, an evil queen, Jezebel, part of the story. She doesn't like what's happening through Elijah. She doesn't like the fact that he's messing up her plans, that he killed the prophets of Baal, that he's calling on God and people are beginning to turn back to God. And so she devises a plot of her own and she decides she's going to kill Elijah. How many know that will get your attention real quick? And suddenly this man of God who has prayed fire down from heaven, this man of God who has prayed when it hadn't rained in three and a half years and now it's raining, this man of God who just outran a chariot of horses like this man now finds himself desperate to hear from God. How many know you would be desperate to hear from God if someone was out to kill you? And he finds himself in 1 Kings chapter 19 in a cave needing a word from God for direction for the next part of the story. And this is where we pick up in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse number 9. Look what it says. It says, And there he came to the cave, and he lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek to take my life. In other words, I'm in this cave because I'm hiding out because somebody's trying to kill me. Verse 11. 
And he says, and God says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore the mountain and broke it into pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not what was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in the cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him. Elijah was a man who knew how to pray, but not only did he know how to pray, he knew how to listen for the voice of the Lord. And it's interesting, the story of Elijah, that when the voice of the Lord spoke to Elijah, he didn't speak in the way that you think that he might speak. I mean, I put myself in Elijah's shoes for a minute here, and I'm thinking, you know, so far, the story has been rather dramatic. How many would agree with me? Like, he calls down fire from heaven, he prays for rain, he outruns a chariot. I mean, pretty dramatic stuff that's happened in this story to this point. And I can imagine Elijah must have been in that cave going, I need to hear from God. And when he speaks to me, man, it's going to be a dramatic, like, voice from heaven, Elijah, you know, like Mufasa, you know, like something like that. And yet that's not how God spoke. Like a wind came, an earthquake, a fire. I mean, all of these dramatic things in the Bible says each time the Lord was not in that. But only in a gentle whisper. Some translations say a still, small voice. The truth is, I think many of us Many times we have this idea of what it means to listen to God, what it means to hear the voice of God for our lives, that sometimes we even kind of over-dramatize it a little bit. Maybe we even, depending on our background, we have these ideas of what it means when somebody says, God spoke to me. Sometimes we're like, that's kind of weird. Other times we're like, oh yeah, God can speak to me, and it's going to be this real super spiritual, spooky, kind of weird kind of a thing. And sometimes we can even over-dramatize it to the point where many times we miss out on the voice of the Lord speaking into our lives simply because we don't know how God speaks. And of course, God can speak in big, dramatic ways, but many times he just speaks through simple, small voices in our lives. And this is what I want us to do for the rest of this message. I want us to take a look at the, a few of the ways that God speaks to his people so that we can understand how to listen. And then what I want to do is I want to talk about how do we put ourselves in a position where we'll be able to hear the voice of God. Because if we're going to be part of the plot, we got to pray, but we also got to know how to listen to God speaking in our lives. So how does God speak? Well, there are many, many different ways that God speaks. And there's no way I could name all of them today. But I want us to talk about four, I believe, of the primary ways that God speaks to his people. If you're taking notes, you can write these four things down. The first one is simply this, is that God speaks through his word. So everybody say his word. God speaks through his word. Let, Let me just tell you something here today. God wants to speak to you. Like he has things, he has guidance, wisdom, direction that he wants to give to your life, right? He wants to speak to you so much so that he wrote a letter to speak to you. 
called the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me, right? Like his word, the Bible, is his word spoken to us to speak direction and guidance and leadership into our lives. And if we want to hear from God, here's the first place we should look to his word. In fact, this is what the Bible says about it in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is, everybody say this word, and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training for righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. What is that saying? That's saying, hey, that God has a word he wants to speak to you for your life, to give you wisdom, to give you guidance, to give you direction, to speak to you what he wants for you. And that comes through the Bible, his word written to speak to us. Let me just tell you something here today. Many of us, here's what we're looking for. We're looking for a word from God. And let me just tell you something. Don't think you're going to get a word from God unless you are spending time in the word of God. See, that's not the way it works. Oh, you know, pastor, I'm just waiting on God. Did you give me this word and just tell me what he wants me to do? Okay, well, what's he saying during your Bible study time? Well, I hadn't been reading my Bible. How long has it been since you read? Oh, six months since I read my Bible. Let me just tell you something. That ain't the way it works. If you want to hear God's voice in your life, here's what you do. You pick up his word and you read it. You open it up. This is God's spoken word to you. And this is the way, this is the way that God primarily speaks to us through the Bible. We open it and we begin to read it. And many times, here's what will happen when we open up the word and we begin to read it. God will begin to confirm things that he is already putting inside of our hearts. And he confirms it through his word. And I've seen this happen multiple times in my life. As I've tried to lead this church, as I've tried to lead my family, there have been so many times I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what direction to take. And I was desperately asking God to speak to me. And so many times when I would ask him to speak to me, here's how he spoke to me through his word. Many of you know the story of how we came to plant this church and God was leading us to come to Burleson and plant a church. And that was, man, that was a really scary thing to think about leaving the church that we were pastoring and it was comfortable and it was secure and we made a good salary and lived in a nice house. And man, I think about I had my two little girls who were just two and one at the time and my wife and that was where her family lived out in West Texas where we lived. And I remember being so afraid not knowing, you know, what's what's the future going to hold? And God speaking to me these things. And I remember going into my prayer time and opening up my Bible and going, I feel like God's saying something in my heart, but I need a confirmation from his word and open it up to Psalm 128 verse one. It said, blessings on all who reverence and trust the Lord on all who obey him. Your reward will be prosperity and happiness. Your wife will be content in her home. Look at those children there. They sit around the dinner table, vigorous and healthy, like young olive trees. That is God's reward reward to those that reverence and trust him. Come on. How many know what I'm saying? God was speaking to my heart and he confirmed it through his word. Man, I think about you saw the video. As we're moving forward as a church, as we decided whether we were going to remodel this building, whether we're going to build a new building, and even things that are happening now, God continues to speak to me over and over and over. Psalm 81, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Do you want to hear from God? Here's what you do. You open up his word and you read it. God speaks to us through his word. Notice number two. God speaks to us through his word, but that's not the only way that he can speak to us. Number two, God can also speak to us through his spirit. Everybody say his spirit. 
In fact, I love the way Paul says it in 1 Corinthians 9, or 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. He says, however, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And yet these things God has revealed to us. How? Everybody say this word. By his spirit. See, God can reveal things to us through his spirit. There are things on this earth that we can't see with our eyes, that we can't understand with our minds, that we can't hear with our ears. But if we will allow him to, God will begin to speak things to us through his spirit. That's the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, to speak to us, to give us wisdom, to give us direction, to give us guidance. In fact, Jesus said it like this in John 16 and verse 13. He says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will what? He will guide you into all truth. That there is a spirit in our life that is available to us to give us wisdom, to guide us into the truth, to give us direction for our lives. Now, some of you say, okay, well, when the spirit is speaking to me, like, what's that like? How's that feel? Like, is it like he just says, go this way and you just know to go that way? Well, here's how it most of the time happens. There will be a feeling inside your hearts. There will be maybe maybe a constant just nudging in a direction. Maybe it will be, maybe it will be, you just feel kind of led a certain way. Maybe it would even be kind of like Paul described that, that there would be like a compelling. In fact, he says it in Acts 20 and verse 22. He says, and now compelled by the spirit, I'm going into Jerusalem. Paul says, man, I just like, I'm just compelled. I just can't not go there. Like, I'm just like, I just have to do it. Anybody ever had a feeling like that? Like, it's just like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. And I just have to go in that direction. The only way I know to really describe it is kind of like this. Have you ever been to the mall? And in the mall, there's this wonderful, godly, heavenly store in the mall, a place called Cinnabon. Come on. Anybody ever been to Cinnabon? Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm feeling the presence of God. Right. And you go into the mall. There's this one mall in particular that I'm thinking about. Like when you walk in, as soon as you walk in, just like right around the corner, there's this Cinnabon store. And when you walk in, there's just this heavenly aroma. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like something is compelling me to go in that direction. You know what I mean? I may have just eaten like a three-course meal, but something is just telling my heart, I just have to go and get a Cinnabon. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? And that's how it is sometimes when the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. Like there's just this nudge, this compelling, this direction that God is speaking. Like when we came here to plant this church, like I couldn't even, I couldn't explain it to my friends and my family. They didn't understand it, but there was just something that was compelling me in that direction. In fact, Job talked about it in Job 32 and verse 18. He says, for I am full of words and my spirit compels me inside. I'm like a bottle of wine, like new wine skins that are ready to burst. Job says, hey, there's just something inside of me deep down inside I'm like Elvis I'm all shook up come on you know that's a good joke right like there's something inside of me that's saying like I just have to go in that direction right it's the spirit of God that is speaking to our hearts and some of you today God is even going to speak to your hearts about some things that he is leading you to do he will speak through his word he will speak through his spirit Notice number three, though, this is one that many times we kind of like to ignore, but this is one of the primary ways that God speaks to us, not just through his word and not just through his spirit, but God will speak through his people. 
God will put people in your life. In fact, whether you realize this or not, all right, there are people who know more than you. I know you don't want to admit it. I know all these teenagers sitting right here don't want to admit it, but maybe even your parents. Come on, mine are sitting right here. I'm just telling them. And guess what? God will put people in your life who have been to more places than you and have more experiences than you and have more wisdom than you. And maybe God would put those people in your life to help you to have direction for where he is leading you to speak through people to speak to you, it might be a teacher, it might be a coach, might be a parent, might be a pastor or a life group leader, might be your spouse. Come on, all the guys in the house say, come on, in my house there's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like God speaks to me through her. And here's the deal. We would be wise to listen. When God puts people in our lives to speak to us, to give us wisdom, maybe we should open our ears. In fact, over and over, the scripture talks about it in Proverbs. It says, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. So Proverbs nineteen twenty says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end of your life, you will be counted among the wise. Proverbs 22 and 17 says, pay attention. Come on, everybody nudge your neighbor. Just tell them, pay attention. Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise and apply your heart to what I teach. What's the Bible saying? Hey, God wants to speak to you. He will speak to you through his word. He will speak to you through your spirit. And he will speak to people through the people that he has placed in our lives. And if we're wise, we'll open our ears and we'll listen. Now, let me give you just a little bit of advice about listening to advice. First of all, if you're going to listen to somebody, make sure they know what they're talking about. Like, it would do you no good to get marriage advice from someone who's been married seven times. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, like maybe, maybe you need to find somebody else to listen to. Let me tell you this also. When someone has a word that they say, I have a word for you from God, even well-meaning people, let me just tell you something. Just because someone says they have a word for you from God doesn't necessarily mean it's from God unless it already confirms what God has been saying through his word and what he has been saying to your spirits. And even well-meaning people can say, I think this is what God is saying for you. And that might even be great. But is it a confirmation of what God has already said as you've read his word and as you've opened your ears to his spirit speaking into your life? See, God will speak to you. All you got to do is listen. He speaks through his word. He speaks through his spirit. He speaks through his people. But then notice number four, he will speak through our circumstance. Guess what? God will even use things happening in your life to get your attention, to speak things to you. He will use the good things in your life to speak to you. But you know what? More often than not, here's what he'll do. He'll use the bad stuff, the painful stuff. And how many know, man, nothing will get your attention more than a painful circumstance in your life. In fact, this is what happens with Elijah. You know how God got Elijah's attention through a painful circumstance? The queen wanted to kill him. Come on, put yourself in his shoes for just a minute, right? And here he is hiding in a cave, and he, he hears the voice of God because of the circumstance that got him to that place. Chances are today, hopefully, none of you have a wicked queen trying to kill you. But all of us have some struggles, All of us have some painful situations. All of us have some things. 
that we face. And here's what I want to tell you. Don't be alarmed when those things happen. Instead, what you need to do is you need to be alert when those things happen. Because when difficulties come into your life, many times that's God's way of getting your attention so that he can speak to you. You open your ears and you listen. It's in those difficult times when you need to be more in the word so that you can hear what he's saying through his word. It's in those difficult times when you need to be more in tune to the spirit so that he can lead you and guide you. It's in those difficult times when you need to have more people around you, godly counsel, wisdom, people in your life to encourage you and give you direction and speak into your life. You see, God will use all of these things coinciding with one another to speak his word into our life. And all we have to do is position ourselves. Everybody say position myself. Position yourself. Get yourself in a posture, in a place where you can listen. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? Well, I want to I take the next few minutes and just give you four real quick things about posturing yourself to hear the voice of God. These are the things that matter. Write them down. Number one, right living. There seems to be a connection through the scripture between living according to God's word, living in righteousness, and being able to hear God's voice. Man, there's a connection between how I'm living and how I'm listening. When I'm living right, it just seems that my ears are more open and attuned to hear from God. And when I'm not living according to God's ways and according to his words, that many times my ears are not able to hear. My vision is cloudy. I'm not able to hear from God the way that I should. In fact, we see this in Elijah, that Elijah was a man of righteousness. Elijah was a man who was holy who was set apart for God and for the things of God. And the reason God spoke to him and he heard him so clearly is because Elijah was living this kind of righteous life. In fact, Jesus talked about this. Look what he says in this passage in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 14. Look what he says. He warns against the kind of lifestyle that would keep us from hearing from God. What does he say? He says, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart will become calloused so that they can hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their ears. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. What was Jesus saying? Jesus saying, when I'm not living in God's ways, what happens is it closes my ears. My heart becomes callous so that I cannot hear his voice in the way that I need to and want to hear his voice. And here's what I would say to you today. If you're not hearing God's voice, you might want to look at your life. What is my lifestyle? How am I living? Because the closer I live to God's word, the more my ears will be open to hear his voice. I posture myself to hear from God with right living. Number two, write this down. I get in a posture to hear from God with a right attitude. Everybody say attitude. Now say it with some attitude. Come on. Attitude. Attitude. What does that mean to have a right attitude towards hearing from God? Here's a right attitude that will... I guarantee if you will have this attitude, you will hear the voice of God in your life. And the attitude is simply this, God, whatever you say, I will obey. That's the attitude that will open your ears every time to hear God's voice. Because let me just ask you something. Why would God speak to you if he knew you weren't going to do what he asked you to do? I'll just move on and go talk to somebody else. Come on, right? 
But if I'm a person who says, God, I don't even know what you're saying yet. But whatever you say to me, I will do it. Whatever you say to me, my answer is yes, I will obey. Then I will become a person that God can trust and he will want to speak his word into my life over and over. If I will just have an attitude that says, God, whatever you say, I'll obey. In fact, look what the scripture says about it in Psalm 111 and verse 10. It says, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and good understanding have all those who what? Look at this word. Everybody say it out loud. Who do his Commandments. What is that saying? It's saying, how do I understand what God wants to say to me? Good understanding have those not who just know his commandments, not who just read his commandments, but all those who do his commandments. That's saying, whatever God is saying to me to do, I'm going to do it. If God's saying, I want you to forgive a person, I want you to go and make things right, I'm going to do it. If God's saying, I want you to invite that person to church, I'm going to do it. If God's saying, I want you to give in that stories campaign so that lives can be touched and changed, I'm going to do it. God, whatever you ask me to do, my answer is yes. And when you have this right attitude, it opens your ears to hear from God. Number three, write this one down. Not just right living and right attitude, but check this out. Right influences. Here's the deal for many of us. You know why we can't hear from God? Because we got so many other voices. People. Radio. Facebook. Come on, right? Fox News, CNN, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. All these voices speaking to us that many times they drown out the voice of God speaking to our lives. In fact, how many, how many football fans do we have in the house today? Come on, football all over. I'll tell you, last night I was screaming at the TV. I'm just telling you, my team was blowing it, but they won in the end. Come on, Boomer Sooner, hallelujah. Come on, I'm feeling the presence of God in this place today. But you know, when you watch that football game and thousands of people are in that stadium, you know, if you've ever been to one of those games before you're in the stadium, thousands of people all around you, it's hard to even hear the person sitting next to you but you could be in that same stadium just you and the other person and they could be clear on the other side of the field and you could talk at a normal tone and be able to hear one another what's the difference it's the same difference that we have many times in our own lives that we have all of these other competing voices and sometimes in order to hear the voice of God here's what I have to do I have to tone down the volume of all the other influences sometimes even good influences that sometimes can keep me from hearing the best influence in my life I've got to get the right influences I got to get the right stuff that I'm putting in I got to get the right people that I'm putting around me sometimes I even have to invite some new influences in my life so that I can hear the voice of God more clearly. If you want to hear from God, man, you got to have right living. You got to have, you got to have right influences. You got to have right attitude. Notice number four, you got to, you got to get in the right environment. See, here's the deal is that many times in order to hear from God, we got to get ourselves in an environment where God can speak. In fact, that's what That's what Elijah had to do. He had to get away from everything else. And he had to go to a cave. And he had to to get away from every other voice so that he could get quiet and alone before God. You know, here's what the Bible says about it, that when we will be still, we will know God. 
Many of you, the reason that you're not hearing from God is you're not putting yourself in the environment enough times to get into a place where his presence is so that his voice can speak. In fact, this is why we're doing 21 days of prayer. Over these, over these 21 days, we're asking God, we're trying to build an environment so that we'll be able to hear the voice of God speaking to us. This is why every month, the first Sunday of the month, we have first Sunday worship and prayer on Sunday evenings. In fact, we have it tonight at 5 o'clock because we want to put ourselves in an environment. And of course, when we come on Sunday mornings, we hear from God through the message and the worship and the word. But sometimes we've just got to say, I'm setting aside a special time where I can get around others who are worshiping and I can get in the presence of God so that I can build an environment around me so that I can hear his voice. See, God wants to speak to you and me. He wants us to be a part of the story, the plot of the story that he's telling. We've got to pray. And as we pray, here's what we do. We listen. We open our ears and he speaks. Some of you, he's speaking to you today through his word, by his spirit, through circumstances and people in your life that if you will get in the right place and in the right environment with the right influences and begin to live the right way, that God will begin to open up his word and begin to speak it into your lives in a way that you've never experienced.